The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download tickets snag the tickets without the stress with the game time app make sure you download the game time app use promo code at cfbx on your first purchase to save twenty dollars download the game time app and use promo code cfbx we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy play underdog pick them in college or nfl went up to 20 times the amount in one game plus every sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars use promo code sgpn at underdog fantasy for 100 deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. I'm just about that action, boss. Are back with another edition of the WMB Whoa NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guys. Me, really real, villain real. So from Virginia here at your service. Come to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. And we did not get to the money because the New York Giants were looking ahead to this Thursday playing the San Francisco 49ers. 0-2 teams, ATS, in week three. 62%. 62% cover rate. If you catch this in time, I'm telling you, hop on them, but you might not catch it in time because the game's about to tip off in a couple hours. I got my co-host with me, Scott Studio Right Show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Surprises, right? Doing, yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, I am wondering how you're going to feel after the game when the Giants fall into that 38% category when they don't cover the spread, but we'll see what happens. But looking uh, forward we, to the game. We went head-to-head on that one on the Thursday preview. If you ain't checked out the Thursday preview, you should check out those Thursday previews. But Yeah, you probably should because the game starts in like an hour and a half. But overall, can't complain. Looking forward to week three. Should be fun. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we're about to just go ahead and get into week three because I have a guest. We're going to go a little bit out of order and a little quicker than we normally do. But I want to get my guy in and out here, bringing him onto the stage. My guy, Steezy A. Smith, Seahawks insider, Seahawks sports journalist. He's here to talk to and break down the Seahawks game with us. Steezy, appreciate you coming to us from from work, it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> my guy, real man. First of all, and nice to meet you, Scott. Um, yeah, I'm over here in the break room over at one of my uh, part-time jobs, and you know, thankfully, it's a little slow, and they cool with me doing this. And so, shout out to them, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all for having me on. Definitely. Uh, before we get to the game, I just want to talk to you about the Seahawks. And so, early, 
first game of the season, they're a big favorite against the Rams. They fold it home, come back, get a really, really big win in overtime and get with the Lions. What is your outlook for the, how this season has started and for the rest of the season on Seahawks? Man, I still have high expectations, you know, for this football team. I think with how the team, with how they looked in week two, um, resilient would be, I think, a perfect word. You look at all the injuries that this team has sustained uh, without both their starting tackles, Charles Cross, Abe Lucas, they didn't play in that game. And yet Mm -hmm. the two backups that came in only gave up one pressure and I think one sack all game. And that one sack they allowed was when Geno Smith, uh, right before the end of regulation, was just, I don't know what he was thinking, if you guys know what I'm referring to, and when she took that uh, 17-yard um, what was it? A sack in which they lost yeah. 17 yards, and it kind of gave Detroit the uh, the ability to kind of tie the game up and, and send it to overtime. So, with the exception of that, um, the tackles, uh, the backup tackles stepped in. DK was injured for parts of the game. Jamal Adams is still yet to play. Devin Witherspoon just is getting off his first game, you know, in the NFL. And so, you know, as young as this team is, I, I still think that uh, the expectations are high. Week one, like you talked about, they were heavy favorites against the Rams, and everyone was kind of counting the Rams out, but. You know, little do people realize Seattle and L.A., um, ever since they've been in the same division together, it doesn't matter which team is good. It doesn't matter which team is bad. It's always a slugfest, you know, and it's mm-hmm. always unexpected things that come out of, you know, matchups like that. And so I'm surprised in the way that Seattle got blown out at home, but I'm not surprised that they lost. Hey, so, you know, as somebody who is 2-0 ATS betting Seahawks here, 2-0 straight up betting Seahawks here, doing really, really well taking the dogs versus the Seahawks, uh, we look at them here, another spot where they are a large favorite in this game. Carolina Panthers traveling to Seattle, play the Seattle Seahawks line, opened up at minus four. It was minus six for a long time. Then earlier today, the news dropped. Bryce Young not playing in this game. Andy Dalton is getting the start. He's So the line is now up to minus six and a half. 42 is the total here. That's come down half a point. Uh, I'm going to go over to you, Scott, first, and then we'll get Steezy's uh, thoughts here. But Bryce Young has not looked like what we thought he would look. Well, what anybody thought a number one overall pick would look like. And so is this addition by subtraction with a veteran Andy Dalton coming in and leading his team on the road? So I actually posted on Twitter several months ago. It was about a year ago, actually. I said one team is going to draft Bryce Young top 10 overall, and it's going to set the franchise back about five years. So I expected him to be back. So I was not a fan (laughs) of Bryce Young at all. Uh, I thought once again he was going to win the Heisman. I know that at Bama he had a lot of good weapons, and he had the great drive against Auburn later that year. I get all that. I thought it was too small to play in the NFL, and he ended up getting through two games, and he's injured. Now, he was not very good in those two games either. Now, I'm not going to fully blame it on him because their number one receiver is Adam Thielen. So you Uh can connect the dots there. They don't really have any weapons. Do I think Dalton is going to look better than the third game in his career, Bryce Young? Maybe, because Dalton's been around the block a few times. Does it matter? Not really. I don't think Carolina's that good. I was pretty high on Carolina initially during the Uh offseason, and then I looked more into the actual roster, saw a bit of preseason, and I'm like, oh, this team's winning about four games. Like, they're not going to be good at all. Seattle has the firepower, and Carolina's also very banged up besides the quarterback spot. Their defense is very injured. Horn's out. Thompson got carted off last game. They have a lot of problems. That's two of their better defensive players. I know Seattle defensively has some problems on occasion, but once again, that is against pretty good offenses. Stafford and Nakua have looked pretty solid. Goff and the Lions had a good offense last year. Carolina with Dalton, 
They don't scare me. They got no weapons, and the defense is injured. I'm taking Seattle. I know, once again, you could argue it's addition by subtraction. I'm not sure if it's enough of an addition because the defense is injured and the offense has no weapons. No offense to Miles Sanders. I'm going with the Seahawks here. I think they win by probably 10 points, give or take. All right, Stacey, you're the expert here on Seahawks football. We're coming to you. Geno Smith has not been good as a favorite in his career, and we can go back as far as week one to see that that has not worked. Are you backing him again in a home spot against the Carolina Panthers? See, I'm a little hesitant because I know that with Seattle, they have a tendency to sometimes sometimes play down to their opponents. And we've seen mm. Seattle play up to the competition, but they also have a tendency to play down to the competition and um, and because of that, I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to bat Gino. I still have Seattle winning this game, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if, like in Week One, Seattle's kind of you know it takes a little bit of time for them to wake up. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they're looking at their competition like it's just dog food. You know, and and they're kind of blown past their opponent mentally. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen again, just because Seattle did take a beating in Week One. But to kind of answer your question, I'm a little hesitant, and I can't give you an emphatic yes or no. Interesting enough, the Carolina Panthers did get a win in this spot last year in Seattle. And just think about what that season was for the Panthers and the fact that Matt Rule was head coach. He got fired. They moved on from Christian McCaffrey. Everything was – wheels fell off. They were three-and-a-half-point underdogs and found a way to win that game. And they ran the yeah. ball for like 250 yards in that game. They killed Seattle on the ground in that game. <laughs> yeah. And so <sighs> – Part of me feels like this is a trap, but another part of me feels like it's getting too cute not going Seattle here. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it just. Do you want money on Dalton? That's really the question you got to ask yourself. Do you want. So I don't have an issue. I actually Dalton? don't have an issue with it because Dalton's covered a couple of games for me, but it's like. So the thing, here's the thing that was ultimately the, the tiebreaker for me Seattle can, is used to creating turnovers. And I think if they get Andy Dalton in a situation where he starts throwing multiple picks then i just don't think that's a hole that carolina can be able to climb out of and it's gonna it's gonna get really ugly for seattle this is a very very public side you know i normally don't back public sides here but i just i i I don't know if this is the spot that we back carolina and maybe it's next week with minnesota coming to town especially if minnesota gets a win this week but I don't know, on the road, on a short week, going across country to go play. Yeah, you're already missing a day of practice and a day of prep and all of that. Now you're you're tra- you're adding a travel day in there, too, to go across country. I just think this is a tough spot. So I'm, I'm going to fade the spot more than fading the team. I just think this is a really bad spot. Go, playing on Monday night football and then having to travel to the other side of the coast for this game. Uh, I, I'm going Seattle minus six and a half, but... I think that's I think that's a very very tough one right there. Totals at forty two. Anybody? I mean, I'll just anybody expecting points in this one. The only God. question I have: Seattle's such an over team because their defense isn't great, but they can score a bunch of points. So, do I think Dalton can do enough? That's really the question. How many points does Seattle need to score for you to actually feel confident about the over? Like twenty eight, thirty. I think Seattle. Yeah, if they get the. 28. I said 24 I'm, plus. 24, yeah. Yeah, that sounds 26. about right. Well, I'm trying to think because for covering purposes, if they get to 24, that means they're not they're so not going to cover 17, going over. 
17 so, and mm, I, I i think it's i think it's still an under game like i really could yeah. There's a there's a world of possibility where Andy Dalton is not able to move the ball at all. Like that, that is, is actually that is actually possible. This offensive line isn't that good. Uh, it, you you talk about the weapons, and then just think of did you see Devin Witherspoon spoon play? Oh my gosh, did you see him in that game? That's gonna be the next great Seahawks cornerback. I'm calling it now. He Damn. is going to be one of the next great Seahawks cornerbacks. He is, that, was is, really that, is that a hot take good. when he was the fifth pick in the draft? No, it's not. Pick, no, it's not a hot take, take at all. It's just me stating the obvious. Yes, he's going to be really <laughs> freaking good. But like that, as Heck a rookie yeah. to come in and be that good, even if you were a top pick, even like we've seen other rookie cornerback top picks that haven't come in and been immediately Flame good. Out. He was immediately good in that game. I, yeah. No, he's very solid in general. But I'm worried about garbage time for the under. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. lean over because I do think that Seattle should be able to generate big plays. Having said that, they had a lot of injuries on the injury report this past week. I know DK was yeah. barely practicing. I want to monitor his status. A lot mm-hmm. of defensive players for Seattle might be out, which is why I think Reef I am going to the over. Yeah, so with the injuries they have, I think I'm going to go with the over. I don't feel great about it, but with that many guys on the injury report, you're going to have to rely on a lot of other unproven commodities in the secondary or the mm-hmm. linebacking core. I think Dalton's decent enough, maybe in garbage time, to piece those guys apart. So I'll go with the over. I see it some points in this game, mid forties, if I had to guess. Mid forties. All right, uh, CZ, you on the under with me? Yeah. Um. And one more thing I want to say though, before I get into that, here's a fun fact. If you're a Seahawks fan, probably not a very fun fact. But the last time the Seahawks played against Andy Dalton, which was last season when he was a member of the Saints, they lost. Sheesh. So just want to just want to put that has out there. Wins. Are we uh, am I on the wrong side here? Is Carolina No, you're not though. Because when he was with, with the New Orleans Saints last year, he had things he had weapons to work with, right? He had Chris Olave, he had an Alvin Kamara. Um mm. Michael Thomas obviously didn't play, but here in Carolina, I mean, no disrespect, but if Adam Phillips your best guy, like Scott talked about, I mean, you're in a world of trouble, especially offensively. Seattle's defense, you know, they do thrive, especially off of takeaways. They can, you know, um I, I think they could get away with a takeaway or two, especially with Andy Dalton playing, you know, with not a very with a lackluster group of receivers. And I think with um with what Scott was saying earlier, yeah, the guys behind Tariq Woolen are unproven commodities, but Michael Jackson was a starter at cornerback just last year. Trey Brown had a pick six, a sack, a couple passes defensed in week two against the Lions. Um, unproven as he may be, there's a lot of potential there. Uh Rail, you just hyped up Devin Witherspoon. I mean, he's the other starting corner. Jamal Adams is probably going to come back. This is a home game. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the fans, you know, we're gonna get the stadium turned up. Um, but going back to the original point, I'm still going to roll with the under. I just think that what, what Seattle wants to do, they're going to look to run the football. You look at Carolina, 25th in the NFL as far as rushing yards allowed through the first two games. They've allowed over 130 in each of the first two games. In Seattle, they struggled to run the ball in week two, but in his postgame presser after week two, Pete Carroll talked about how he wants to place more of an emphasis on the run game. Um, I have a quote here. He talked about how – Quote, unquote, we were not consistent. We have to clear things up and get him downhill. And so I think with Ken Walker, he's yet to have a game with over 70 yards rushing. And if Seattle is a favorite by almost a touchdown, Seattle's going to look to run the football, slow the pace down. And that's why I think that's not going to be as high scoring as one would think. And so Seattle's going to kind of slow the pace down a little bit, score some points here and there. But my final score is going to be Seattle 27, 27 to Carolina. I'd say 10. I don't think they score enough. And so – um, 37 combined points. I got to roll with the under. I want to ask you, though, since you mentioned the ground game. 
Hey, he, he dropped some news. I had to drop the breaking he news did. drop. That's fair. I was going to ask, though, since you brought up the quotes involving the ground game, why do you think the ground game has been this bad this year when it was the focal point of the offense last year? I just think ooh, um, you take away your, you know, your two starting tackles, the guys that have kind of come in, Stone Forsyth at left tackle, he's more of a pass protector than he is mm-hmm. a run blocker. The problem with him coming out of college was that he didn't have a lot of mass in his lower body. And although he's huge, six foot eight, what about 270 plus, he's just not a mauler. He's just not very physical at the point of attack. And so you kind of substitute him for a Charles Cross at left tackle. He's not nearly as proficient. And then on the right side of things, Jake Curhan, he's kind of the opposite. He's a run mauler, but in pass protection, he's not very good. Um, and so I, I think the injuries definitely play a part. And then in week one, I mean, Time of possession. Seattle barely had the ball for 20 minutes while the Rams dominated time of possession for nearly 40. And so Ken Walker just didn't have very many opportunities. The offense as a whole in the second half of week one only generated 12 combined yards. And so week one, you kind of attribute that to, to L.A. just blowing Seattle out of the water. And then in week two, I think Detroit's run defense is very much improved. And then that was Seattle's first game without their two starting tackles. And so I think week three, we kind of see you know, a shift back to Seattle's philosophy. And if Seattle's favored and if Carolina's unable to generate points, why not run the football, slow the pace down, and, and kind of, you know, get by like that? It sounds like Ken Walker to the moon this week. Hey, to the moon. we got our Seahawks insider. Hey, Steezy, I appreciate you coming to talk the game with us, man. Hey, plug anything you want to plug to the people before you get up out of here. Man, I just want to say I appreciate y'all for having me on. Nice to meet you, Scott. Real, uh, to everybody that's tuned in, y'all show these boys some love, man. Hit that subscribe, hit that follow, drop a comment, uh, share this share this video with the friends, your family. Um, and honestly, you can find me at the handle AskDZA Smith, but I want y'all to tap in with AskSportsTopia HQ, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I do got a show tomorrow, not with you, Real. Um, it's going to be with, with Corey and, and Cody, but AskSportsTopia um, on all social media platforms. And then check out our website as well, AskSportsTopia.io. All right. Appreciate it, Steezy. Definitely appreciate you coming on and dropping some knowledge with us. Man, for sure. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Peace. All right. See you, man. Hey, man. Steezy came in here and dropped a press conference quote, man. Mm -hmm. We got to take Ken Walker rushing yards this week, right? Well, we brought the insider in. I'm not going to ignore the advice of the insider. Hey, hold on. Before we get we get to that note, because we're gonna come back to that. In I was gonna say we could second. save that for something later on, but yeah, we're gonna come back to that in just a second. But uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is definitely keeping you in on all the NFL action, and you can go out here, bet five dollars on football, and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. I'm telling you, hey, just throw five dollars on the Seahawks. Like that's it. You don't even have to wait till the bet hits. You can get your bonus bets instantly. Two hundred dollars. And everything. I, I like Seahawks. Throw it on Ken Walker. Maybe throw it on plus money for him to score a touchdown because it sounds like he might be a focal point in the office this week. Download the app now. Sign up code SGP. New customers bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by the Game Time app, where if you're in Seattle, you're trying to go to the game this weekend, you can definitely get tickets on the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed here at Game Time. This is where I go to get 
sports tickets, concert tickets, even WWE tickets. Like I, I could go to a WWE match with Game Time. That's all you need. Go to the Game Time app, download it, create an account. Code CFBX will get you $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX to get $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. All righty. I, I just, Scott, it, if we do the parlay this week, if we do like one of your juiced parlays this week, Ken Walker, honey, plus rushing yards got to be in there, right? After hearing that, I mean, yeah. I'm all the way bought in. The, the one thing I did notice, though, which I did it in week one, I skipped week two. The book that I tend to use for the alt lines has really nerfed the odds. I don't know if you it's the same thing. The odds don't feel the same as they used to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know it, if you it, noticed that too, but that's why I did I... too. No, I did too. So I did one the other day, and it was like Justin Fields, uh, Calvin Ridley, I think somebody else. But I was like, but I was looking. I'm like, uh, it's like plus. I ended up using 50. a boost. It's like a bunch of plus. I'm like, this used to be like two, like two hundred. Like you just completely yeah. killed the odds on this book. So yeah, like you could put ten dollars down, get like a stack or something. Like it used to be that good. It's not as good anymore. Because last year's odds, I remember being a lot better than this year's. So we're gonna we're gonna go from there and figure it out. But all right, yeah, man, I'm I'm in on Ken Walker now. I mean, I was already kind of in on him for this game, but that just helped me get even more in on him. Let's keep going with the rest of the slate, and that was actually that that's actually good because that was the first game that we had to talk yeah. about. I thought there was a game before that one. Dallas Cowboys traveling to Arizona to play the Arizona Cardinals. Cowboys are laying 12 and a half here. The 43 is the total. Big Cowboys news literally just dropped like a couple hours ago, a few hours ago, something like that. Javon Diggs is out for the season with the torn ACL. That is, that's like brutal. Because the whole big thing about this Cowboys defense was that the secondary was now complete because you had really good corners and Gilmore and Diggs on both sides. And now you just lost Diggs and you're rolling on Gilmore, who I think he's on his last legs. I'm not saying that he's regressed. He's still really good, but it's not like that. He's not a one player a year. Anymore. He's not a defensive he's a two, player a year anymore. Corner. Yeah, he's not a defensive player a yeah. year anymore. So it's that's going to be brutal for the Cowboys. And I didn't think about this. Sean brought it up, and when I thought about it, it made so much sense when he said it. Jonathan Gannon just ran through the three teams he knows best in the entire league all in three weeks. Yeah. Playing the NFC, the NFC East. He ran through the three best teams that he knows all through three weeks. Like that's probably why they were in these games because he knows how to slow these offenses down. And then he also knows how to tank and make sure that they still lose the game at the end. It's been a and, master class second half tanking, by the way, by Gannon yeah. and company. Oh, they did a great job in the fourth like quarter they, of these games. Hey, he was getting paid. I believe if John DeGetta said that they were offering him $100,000, I believe he took it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you definitely took that because look at that game. Look at that game right there. That That's proof you took that $100,000. He They offered him some money, just, and he took it for sure. He ain't never snitching because he definitely took that money. Uh, I think it's the same thing here. Cardinals plus 12 and a half. I mean, one, I'm I, I just not trying to lay 12 and a half with the Cowboys, but this team has been scrappy and, and Gannon clearly understands the three offenses that he saw twice a year. He understands how to slow them down with the personnel he's got, and he's made the Cardinals competitive and they covered both of these games. I, I, I think I think that this is where everybody sit here and says, 
oh, the Cowboys are back. The Cowboys are back. They beat up on the Giants. They beat up on the Jets. They're going to beat up on the Cardinals. Guess who was looking ahead to the 49ers in week three? The New York Giants. Guess who's looking ahead to the 49ers in week four? The Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cardinals play the 49ers in week four. Oh, is it? Oh, are they in the 49? Do the Cowboys play them in week four or week five? Uh, I believe five. I'm pretty sure the Niners play the Cardinals week four. Oh, yeah, they play New England next week. Okay, so maybe we wait one more week for them. I don't know if they're looking ahead to the home game against New England or not, but no, it's not against not. the Niners. They're not looking ahead. So. You're not looking ahead. Dang. I'm still going with the Cardinals. But next week, that just remind me because we get that game too. Four four twenty five. We get that game. Remind me next week to fade the heck out of Cowboys because they're looking ahead to the 49ers. All right. Uh, initially, I was going to lean to Dallas, and then Diggs got hurt, and now I don't want to lay 12 and a half with Dallas. Arizona's offense, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Is it good? Not really, but it's it's fine for a team that you thought was going to be a bottom feeder. The Cowboys, though, against the Jets won comfortably, but you could tell in that second half they could not care less about scoring touchdowns. They just no. wanted to run the clock and get the hell out of here. It's why they kicked about five field goals. I can see a similar story here. I think the Cowboys will dominate early. They'll get bored. And I do think the Cardinals are very live to sneak through the back door here. But with Diggs being there, the secondary was really, really good. And now I got questions. And I know Arizona might not fully exploit it, but I do think that Arizona That's exactly, yeah. will be able to do enough to keep the game respectable in a final score capacity, the Cowboys are going to win. I'm not telling you Arizona is going to come out here and pull off an upset. Cowboys by 10. I see a pretty standard 17-point lead with six minutes to go. They're playing half prevent. Even last week, Zach Wilson had the ball twice with a shot to potentially cut the game to 13 or cut it to 10. And yeah, he's Zach Wilson. He couldn't do anything with it. But the the Cowboys just weren't willing to deliver the final nail in the coffin. And I think it's going to be a similar story here. I'm going to lean to Arizona. I think 12 and a half is too many on the road. This is just such a this is such a letdown. Like it, you just lost Diggs. And the only thing, and the only thing that I say will go against the Cowboys is I'm not sure that Dobbs is talented enough to even take advantage of Diggs not being there. I think he's already think better than Zach Wilson. So there's that. If that means anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over in this game. Like, and that's, that's really what's saving me. The Cause Wilson was just kept giving him the ball back in short, in short field. But here, I think that there is, it's going to be Zachers. It's going to be a healthy heaping of Zachers. I'm actually going to bet Zachers score a touchdown in this game. I, I think that's, that's very likely of happening. And, the Cardinals are going to do enough. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly, but the Cardinals are going to cover this. They lose by 10. I had 27-17 in my head, so that's the score that I initially had. I initially would have had like 27-10 or maybe 27-13, mm-hmm. but Diggs being out I think will matter, especially in some garbage That's a, that's a deep ball. Like That's a yeah. deep ball to uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. That's maybe Hollywood, Rondell, Hollywood the, deep Brown. The point is even in garbage time, if you might remember, Diggs had the interception last week against Wilson – while Wilson was trying to drive on the last possession. Oh, yeah, and put him like like two feet from the goal line. Oh, they, Well, they didn't score on that drive. They drained the clock out. But the point is, yeah. Diggs made the play that ended any hypothetical backdoor covers. So I do think it's going to matter in garbage time when Arizona's throwing the ball every play. Give me 27-17. Cowboys get out to a big lead. They coast. 
They don't cover, but they win the game comfortably. Yeah, man. All right. I'm with you. Uh, under? Under? I think I'm going to lean over. Really? I am. I think Arizona, once again, I said 27-17, so I have it pretty close to the number. I think garbage time is going to be Arizona's friend in this game. And I don't know what to think of Arizona's defense at mm-hmm. all because Arizona's defense was pretty good in the first half in each of the first two games and then fell apart after halftime. But the Washington offense, which actually has been pretty good this season, and the Giants offense, which was really bad for the first six quarters of the season, the Cowboys offense is a lot better than both those units. The mm-hmm. Cowboys could score 30 in this game. It wouldn't shock me. I'm going to have them falling just a bit short. But I am going to go with the over. I think Arizona does enough to contribute. But the Cowboys could score 35. Like, it wouldn't shock me if they did. So there's a couple ways to get there. I'll take the over. All right. Player props. Uh, Yeah, I told you. I'm on Ertz. Just give me Ertz receptions, Ertz yard. Like, is I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Ertz and – uh, not really. Now, I really do think that Hollywood could burn one, though. So I may do like a longest reception on Hollywood Brown. But uh, I, I think that this is really just the Zachert show. I'm trying to think if I want to go with Dobbs passing yards. The game flow is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you're assuming the Cowboys stack the box to try to stop Connor, which would make a lot of sense because he had, he had 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Dobbs can definitely get a lot of opportunity in garbage time. In Is this the second to last game? before Kyler comes back, or we don't exactly know when Kyler's coming back? Uh, So, officially, unofficially, he is on IR, so he's available to come back after week four. You have to miss four weeks. So after, I saw the so workout stuff. Five, Kyler's like, I'm ready to come back, but that doesn't mean anything. He's got to get Yeah, no, no, no. If you're on IR, you, no matter if you're ready or not, you have to miss the four weeks. So I knew it was four. Eligible. I'm saying if he'd be ready to come back for five. Yeah, I don't – I have no idea. I have no idea if he'd be able to come back in week five. I – I would. I, why would he? I mean, I don't know, yeah. but he wants to go. They're going to let him go, and they're going to figure out what they have in Kyler Murray. I, I just don't know how much you're going to figure out with this roster, but uh, I say it's 50-50 if he comes back week five, but maybe we got to find us a Cardinals insider. That's the next thing I got to look for. I got to find us a Cardinals insider because, uh, man, Seahawks insider killed it before. All right, before we get into the rest of the slate, got to talk to you guys about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy, 100K, 100K Sundays from now until October 4th, uh, they are, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500, 100% up to $500. In for, so you put $500 in, they're matching you an extra $500. Instantly, just like that. Off first sign up, first deposits. Make sure you do that. Use code SGPN. They also have 100K Sundays where they are go- giving out 10 people, 10K each. And I, I read off the list in our previous episode. Now, this is my chance to talk to Underdog. Because Underdog, I think that I deserve 10K. Why do I deserve 10K? Because if I get the 10K, I will be so inconsolable. I will be so obnoxious. I will brag and tout so much that everybody that doesn't have an underdog account right now is going to go get an underdog account. This is the best thing for you and me. Honestly, truly, this is the best thing for you and me. 
I'm going to make sure that everybody in the world signs up if I win that 10K because they're going to keep asking me about it and I'm going to scream it to the rooftops. You guys got to be doing 100K Sundays. Am I already promoting it? Yes. But how much harder do you think I would promote it if I won 10K? Make make me make me one of the favorites, please. Make me one of the favorites. Really real seven five seven. If you need to know my account information, by the way, just to you know, shut me up. But here we are, Tyreek Hill, higher or lower, ninety one receiving yards. That is your hundred K's player. You can choose either one. Doesn't matter if it hit or doesn't. You are automatically entered into the contest. Sign up with promo code SGPN, and they'll also deposit your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. And remember, you are getting until October 4th, a 100% deposit match up to $500. So make sure you tap in there. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. This is the place to go to, for sports betting analytics. For parlays, player props, and game lines, they will give you everything you need, especially an expected probability on the entire parlay if you use their parlay optimizer. They have so many cool tools and data-driven stuff and all of that. Make sure you download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month start research start researching start winning with hall of fame bets all right next game on the slate we have the chicago bears traveling to kansas city play the kansas city chiefs similar to the cowboys chiefs are laying 12 and a half but this time at home 48 is the total here. Uh, the big things that I want to key in on, well, defensive coordinator for the Bears did resign. Why did he resign? There's a whole bunch of different reasons. Some could be true. Some could be not. But he resigned. I mean, this is another spot where you're getting Patrick Mahomes laying double digits, and he just doesn't cover double digits. Like, I'm president, senior president of the Patrick Mahomes fan club, and, you know, I – if go to at SGPN NFL if you want to see some credible Patrick Mahomes disrespect as they made tiered rankings and did not have Patrick Mahomes as a Super Bowl favorite. Incredibly disrespectful. Once again, much- I'm not in charge of any of those graphics, so I don't associate myself with the creation of those graphics. I was in the chat livid. Like if you I would I would I'm about to anonymously drop. <laughs> I'm about to anonymously leak our chat messages so everybody can see how how much I was against them not having Patrick Mahomes as a Super Bowl favorite. I just want to know like, how the Bears were top ten. That's that's what I want to know. And the, not the Bears, the Browns. I mean, how are the Browns top? Because 10? it was because of Lante. Because Lante sucks, and he had oh, okay. his rankings. Yeah, he he made him like eight in his rankings, and that pushed him all the way up into the top ten. He also he a I'm spilling tea. Oh, my God. Lante also had the Bengals in the top 10 as 0-2. 0-2 team in the top 10. I can understand that more than the Browns, to be honest. No way. The Browns are just no bad. No way. No way. Uh, At least the can't... Bengals are, have a relatively healthy roster. You lose Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson looks awful. I don't know how that ends up in the top 10. Top are eight they in healthy? one case. Are they healthy? Well, Burrow might be injured. That's fair. Yeah, because there's a okay. there's still fair talk point. that Jake Browning might be starting on Monday night. <laughs> Go uh, watch. Yeah, Monte. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I take it back. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Okay. All right. Way, uh, and I, I also I, I will also say I will also say it's partially my fault because I could for the second week in a row I did not submit my rankings at all. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. Right. So I possibly could have uh, pushed somebody else up there, but. 
I've been forgetting, man. And actually, I typed it up to Mac. I forgot to hit send this week. So I've gotten better from last week. Last week, I completely forgot. This week, I typed it up. I forgot to hit send. Next week, I'm going to type it up, and I'm going to actually hit send. And then you'll finally see where, where I stack teams up in this league. Looky here. By the way, go check out Lante Munoff uh, on the Monday Night Football preview. Dog, you can't bet Patrick Mahomes is a double-digit favorite. Like you can't. He's like seven. He's like seven thirteen and one or something like that. And Andy Reid is like some fifteen. He's actually fifteen twenty-two and one as a double-digit favorite. Like they they don't care. They do not care. This all this is is just another preseason game for them to tinker around with the offense and figure out what exactly works for them so that they can go ahead and. Uh, be ready for the postseason towards the end of the season and when they actually go on the run like they always do, which happens in like the middle of the season where they win like six, seven, eight games straight. I, I just truly don't see why there's any reason to lay 12 and a half here with the Chiefs. Like I understand how bad the Bears have been. I really, really do. But, oh, man, I I can't get behind Patrick Mahomes laying double digits. Like if you look at some of the teams that he's been laying double digits to and not covered – it, it doesn't matter. You can be good. You can be bad. If they're, if he's laying double digits, he's going to choose not to cover that game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Minus the 12 and a half. Uh, no, I liked your speech, but it didn't really move me enough. I don't want anything to do with the Bears. This, this is a brutal team. Fields has lost, what, 10 straight games, 12 straight games? They're going through the numbers this season. They lost to Tampa by 10 last week. Pick six assisted at the end. I, I get it, but still. Week one, they got buried by Green Bay. The main reason why I'm going to take the Chiefs, though, besides the fact that the defensive coordinator is getting arrested and raided by the FBI, is the fact that you're looking at the Chiefs' offense this Allegedly. Year. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Sorry. Shout out, to, uh, <laughs> shout out to Pina Tillman, FBI agent Pina Tillman. But anyway, point is, I do want to point out that the Chiefs' offense has not been good so far this year. And I do think after scoring 17 points against Jacksonville, the Chiefs will be motivated to maybe play the starters longer than usual in these situations because the offense has been that bad for the first two weeks against against Detroit. I know Kelsey wasn't there, wasn't good against the Jaguars last week with Kelsey. He had a touchdown. They still only scored 17 points. I do think it's a good spot for the Chiefs offense to try to have one solid 50-minute game where they try to score 30 points. They try to run it up a little bit, but it's mostly trying to gain some – I don't want to say chemistry, but some consistency in the post enemy era with this offense. I like the Chiefs to be motivated to get the offense going. The Bears I want nothing to do with, whether you agree with Fields' comments or not about the coaching staff. I know some of it was taken out of context. The point is, I don't think Fields is any good, and I've said this for about a year and a half. He's 5-22 and 22 now as a starter. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the Chiefs minus 12 and a half. The Bears are just an auto-fade territory for me, so I'll go with the Chiefs. So- who is a better team, the Bears this year or the Houston Texans last year? I got to remember that. I, I'm not going to be fully, fully disrespectful. I think Fields is better than Davis Mills. I think it's closer than people might want to say, but I'd probably say this Bears team is better if I had to mm-hmm. say. Kansas City was laying 14 and a half and uh, won the game 30-24. Okay. I, I, I'm 
See, I knew the second part of that. I knew you were trying to set me up with something, but I was trying to. No, I can't go against it. I think the Bears. It's just so many times that even as like as favorite, they just don't cover. They 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 are really not interested in that Texans game went to overtime. By the way, you didn't even mention that that was an overtime game. It freaking was. Oh my, was an overtime. Scott, Scott, we cannot lay we cannot lay double digits with the Chiefs in this spot. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let you do it. You got it. You got it. I'm not doing it. Bears plus 12 and a half. It doesn't matter who it is, how bad they are. And he just called out the coaches. They're going to they're gonna cover this game. It opened at nine and a half. It pro- watch it falls exactly at 10. Watch. It falls exactly at 10. 48 is the total. It's come down half a point. Do you agree with me, though, that the Chiefs offense might this over get game. back on track here? Yeah, because forty-eight's a very high total. I think it's. I think it does. But here's the thing that of why I think that the Bears' offense is going to look better. One, yes, he did call it the coaches, and so I do think that that's actually going to play a part of it. And they're going to have a very like heart to heart over this past week, or they probably already did. And saying, "Hey, man, like, let's put him in good situations to succeed." He had two rushing attempts last game, Scott. Two yep. rushing attempts. Like, I don't care. That's on the coaching staff. That is not on Justin Fields. I want to know how many of those Justin two Fields. were designed. Because he had none. That, neither he, one. Neither one. Neither was, one was designed. designed. Both of them were were off of the, were just him scrambling. Like, neither one was designed. They they did not call a design run for him. Like that I like is rushing yards in this game. And so, but that's where I'm at. I think that they go, they run the ball really well behind Fields, behind Roshan Johnson. I think Roshan Johnson is going to have his breakout game this game. And I you think mean future that future starting running back, Roshan Johnson. Yep. And you know, I've been calling for it for a long time. It's going to happen. And so, yeah, I think that they're going to run the ball pretty effectively. It's going to throw the Chiefs defense off because they're, they're thinking pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. And then here comes. Justin Fields gashing him up the middle for 10 yards and getting a first down and pushing the chains forward. Like, I think that this is going to be a game where Justin Fields looks more comfortable as a quarterback, not saying he's going to look good. He's still going to make some mistakes, but he's going to look more comfortable. He's going to cover this line. And I think that that's going to lead to an over because I think the bears offense is going to find a way to put 20 plus points on the board. And I think that the chiefs are probably going to be right there in the 30 range. Like it's going to be similar to that Houston, Texas game. I really think it's going to be some type of a similar final score. Yeah. I, I, for me, I think I'm going to lean under in the end. Kansas city's offense. I do think will look sharper. They did score 17 points last week, but the chiefs aren't a quick strike offense. They haven't been for a couple really since Tyree kill left. They're methodical. They tend to move the chains. Yeah. Get, you know, some third and short down and, the field work their way down the field, takes up some clock. And I do think, once again, the Bears might give up some big plays. I am aware of that. But the Bears' offense, I think, is a mess. And I do think the Chiefs' defense is highly underrated. So I like the under. I think the Chiefs might score 30 in this game. But if you told me the score in this one was like 30-14, to 30-13, I would not be shocked. So I'm going to go with the under because the Chiefs, even though I do think they're going to score points, they aren't going to have the classic – two-play, 75-yard bomb to Tyree Kill. That's just not how they play anymore. They take time off the clock when they score, and I think you're going to limit the possessions. So I'm going to go with the under in this game. All right. Let's watch this. Patrick Mahomes moves to 7-14-1 and one as a double-digit favorite. Yeah, I'm with you on the prop. I like Justin Fields' rushing yards. What's that's, that at? Uh, let's find out. You have that? Uh, I'll pull it up. 
And here we wow, DraftKings take forever. Don't I need to make my parlay for the night? I haven't done that. We gotta wrap this up. What time does the game start tonight? Oh, it starts in an, hour. an hour. I got an hour. All right. No, we, oh, yeah. We only got tw- about less than 20 minutes left in here. I got All my right, risk-free in already. I got to do another one. What'd you do to risk-free on? I'm trying to even remember. Uh, I know I had Hyatt over 14 and a half receiving yards in there. 14 and a half is so damn low. For it's, one catch. Number. it's one catch. It's one catch. It's all you need. One catch. I'd but that... you know he doesn't. It, but it's so funny because everybody talks. Oh, he doesn't see the field much. When he does see the field, they target him. Like when he does see the field, they're specifically saying, "Oh yeah, you're coming out there because we're about." Also, to get at ball. some point, don't you just go five wide. <laughs> I mean, what running backs do you have? Just go five wide at some point. I got Jordan right. Jennings twenty five plus in there. Kittle first half touchdown. What is DraftKings doing? Is there a reason that Justin Fields rushing yards is not up here? All right, I'm scared. I don't know. <laughs> There's no Fields props at all. Is Fields hurt? No, they're just terrified. Yeah. Well. Let's go to underdog. Underdog's not scared. That's kind of crazy. Why is Justin Fields props not up here? It's I'll check really see weird. if it's on the other book. Uh, let's see the book, here. Should, the book that should not be named because they don't sponsor the show. I'll check <laughs> if uh, they have lines up. I do not see Justin Fields on underdog either. Whoa, are we missing Justin Fields news? No, I, I don't think so. Let me look it up. Maybe it's because they're trying to figure out if uh, him cursing out the coaches means he's going to. Is it good or a bad thing? Yeah, it's probably it. It also it might be a little bit early in the. No, I don't see anything here either. Yeah, what the heck? Why is why are there no Justin Field props? I mean, this is Thursday. He normally they feel it's touchdown. They just don't have yards. So let's take his touchdown. Let's take his touchdown. It's plus one sixty five. Yeah, that's a good bet. I think he is in the end zone. All right. By the way, to answer your question, my uh, risk-free was Kittle anytime first half touchdown. Niners so minus 12 and a half. Extra. Hyatt over 14 and a half yards. Juwan Jennings 25 plus yards. Pays added around 25 to 1. I'm going to play the same thing, but I'm going to take the Giants. Okay. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Short week. Traveling to Las Vegas. Play Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are a three-point favorite. 43 is the total here. Why the hell are the Raiders favored by three points in any football game? What do you say the total? Yeah, so I was fully prepared to come here and bet the and bet the Raiders as a home dog. There's no way I'm I'm laying through with the Raiders. In a home, you mean a home favorite? No. Raiders are laying. I said no, I know. I said it right. I said I was fully prepared to come here and bet the Raiders as a home dog after the Steelers won on Monday night. And they're not a home oh, dog. They're okay. a favorite. Yeah, that's <laughs> where you yeah. confuse me. Okay. Yeah, they're not a home dog. They're a favorite. And I'm not. See, this is the difference. Tomlin? You think you're going to give me three points with Tomlin against McDaniel? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to take Tomlin. I'll take the yeah. three. Uh, and it's so if there's always like it's so easy for the first couple of games of the season to happen. Teams not look like how you expect them to look. And you just pivot off of that. Before the season started, we said that we thought the Steelers were going to be really good and we thought the Raiders were going to be really bad. Why are we changing? Why are we changing? Because the Raiders beat the Broncos? Oh, the Raiders got buried against Buffalo last week, which was expected. Yeah, so I mean, it's that like, was a no-brainer, but... Was, and, and, and because the Steelers lost to the, the 49ers, which they were probably going to do anyways, 
why are we there's no reason there's no reason to go back here there's no reason to renege here we said that we felt like the Steelers were a potential playoff team in the AFC and we felt like the Raiders were one of the worst teams in the league why are they laying three and people it. are actually betting them they're I, actually betting Raiders. they're betting them because they watched the Steelers play on Monday night and said wow the defense bailed out Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett sucks and, and just because the Raiders played at one o'clock and nobody paid attention to that game because it was a freaking blowout Bro. I will point out that Devontae is healthy. He did suffer a concussion-like symptoms at the end. Uh, he is fine. I'm not sure about Jacoby Myers. I think he's supposed to play two, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know if I that's been confirmed back. yet. I think he's coming back. So that might be the reason why but he's getting healthier. But I don't think Garoppolo is that good. Like I don't get this fascination with Garoppolo. Do you think Garoppolo is good? No, but I mean, I never thought he was good. I just thought he was like the golden child of what they wanted a quarterback to be. But that's and the point, though. People look at Garoppolo and go, well, he's a game manager. He's fine. Is he? Because Purdy's better than him, and it's the same exact role. Like, I don't think Garoppolo is that good of a quarterback. Now, I will admit, Kenny Pickett is bad. He is not good. I'm going to throw that out there. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Kenny Pickett. But the point is, with that pass rush that the Steelers have that had six sacks last week, I think we know Garoppolo can't move like it's going to be a problem and they can't run the ball. Jacobs has been really bad this year. They can't run block. So even though the Steelers did really nothing offensively in that entire game against Cleveland, the defense is still elite and they still have Pickens, who is still really, really good, who I hope they get the ball more. I'm taking Pittsburgh. This has a classic, ugly Tom and Tomlin feel to it. Pittsburgh is worse than I thought they would be, but they're still better than the Raiders. So I'll take the Steelers money line in the spot. Tomlin is a dog. Come on. I, I really, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm trying to find it and pull it up. I really feel like Jimmy G sucks as a favorite. Like I got his I, numbers I, are okay. Cause the Niners were still good when he was there, but he's, he's always been somebody we backed as a dog and think about it. Who was the coach when he was with the Niners? Kyle Shanahan, who is not good as a favorite. I just I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo covers the spread often as a favorite. Like I just I mean think usually Gar Garoppolo's success in his career came because he limited the turnovers most of the time and he had good defenses. The Raiders don't have a good defense. TJ TJ Watt is going to literally have his name written all over Garoppolo's uniform. Or Highsmith, either of them. They're both really good. This is this is is this not a lock? I, I think it is. Three Raiders plus I'm not taking the Raiders at three. Why are they no. laying three? Who is I don't think the Raiders, Raiders are a good team? So who who is running to the window to bet Raiders? The only like, debate that we had about the AFC West was which team would come in last place, the Broncos or the Raiders, because the Broncos we thought would be really bad. We leaned Raiders in the end because their schedule was very difficult, but at no point did we think this was a good team or even a mediocre team. We thought the Raiders were winning like four games. We thought they'd be the a only four or five one team. And the only team they beat is a team that we think that, it, like, at the very least, I can sit here and say, you know what? There is a possibility that the Browns could be good. I don't think there's any world of possibility that the Broncos are good. This, The Pittsburgh's one win is better than the Vegas one win. And they're a dog. And it looks like everybody's backing the favorite because they're a favorite. I, yeah, see, Soggy, you mentioned Pittsburgh won because of two defensive touchdowns. That's true. That's but serial. Cleveland is significantly better than Denver. That's that's our point. But the Raiders' and, and, offense isn't good. And the think of the defenses. Good. Look at the defenses that the Pittsburgh Steelers have played. They played the 49ers and the Browns. And the Browns' defense is pretty good. They're the really good. Is bad, but the defense is solid. 
they're probably going to be a top 10 defense this year. I'm not even going to hold you. Like the fact that be. they can they can play man with all of their corners and have everybody in the, that's like an advantage. That is an, a cheating advantage. Literally cheating that you can play man the whole game because your corners are that good. Like Schwartz has really has that defense balling. I I'll be I'll be impressed to see the Raiders go out here and cover three. I really would. I don't give me an ugly game. I see Pittsburgh like 23 17. Yeah, I'm not taking an over with Kenny Pickett. That's not happening. Pickett and Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm on an under two. I'm not yeah, I'm on an under two. Yeah, screams under. And it's and it's Sunday night football. Come on, we take Sunday night football. Just give prime me time unders. Yeah, get Tom one in prime time getting points. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. It sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Partly both. Partly I also want to rant. This two Monday night football game idea is insanely dumb. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. I think this is the last week of that. It's stupid. I don't know why. I don't know why they were doing it, but I'm pretty sure this is the last week of it. Can you at least space it out so they don't overlap after the first quarter? Jesus Christ, Daniel Jones has two primetime games in a row. What is he, 1 and 10? 1 and 11? I don't know. He's probably, it's about to be 2 and whatever by the end of the night. All right. We need to start having show bets. Let's have a show bet. All right. Yeah. Can we reach out to to Kramer and Sean for the props that we have to wear if we lose? Yeah, we will. Okay. Or we'll like uh whenever uh, at some point we'll meet back up in Vegas and I'll cash I'll cash that receipt in. Then we'll wear a jersey of the other team or some not whatever doesn't matter. All right, ten and a half Giants and 49ers. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We gotta start doing because we Niners beat... ten and a half. Double or nothing with the with the Chiefs and the Bears. Well, wait, double or nothing. What the Giants game didn't happen yet. I know, but I'm just saying, like, how am I supposed to do a double or nothing before the first thing happens? I don't care. I feel confident myself that I'm going to win both. That's why I said it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I, I felt confident myself that I was going to win both. That's why I said it. But it can't to, be double or to. nothing because right we now can't. we're at nothing. That's why you can't do the double or nothing. We're at nothing. It's okay. We can we can leave it for now. So do you want to do John? What are, we, what are we doing here? We did the. We'll, we'll we figure could, it out post. We'll figure it out. Now nah, we can do. We can do the. We can do because we were really on opposite sides of that Bears game. We can do Bears and and Kansas okay. City. Fine, I'll take the Chiefs. All right, there we go. Cool. We'll keep. We'll keep score for the end of the season of and how we're many agreeing twelve made. and a half. Correct. That's the yes, line we're going. Twelve and a half okay. is the line. That is okay. the line. So whether it moves later or not, we're staying at twelve and a half. And uh, yeah, we'll just keep score for the rest of the season. We'll just keep this cool. going the whole season. Just keep score. All right. Show bet number one. I'm on the Bears. He's on the Chiefs. 12 and a half is the line. All right. It's time for locking dog. Let's see here. My locks have been bad on this show. Uh, am I thinking too? I really just want to go Pittsburgh. Like, I just don't. I just don't see how. I thought about using Pittsburgh as my dog, though. That was that was kind of the question. Yeah. I, I, I truly don't. Yeah, give me Pittsburgh plus three, man. I just don't know. I don't know how Vegas is covering three here. Like, I don't know what you're using in this spot. And and then guess what? This is going to be a home game for Pittsburgh. At literally every time Raiders have a game, the other team, their whole fan base says, "Oh, this would be a great time to go to Vegas and have and turn up in Vegas for a weekend." This is going to be flooded. This is going to be a Pittsburgh home game. Pittsburgh plus three. Okay. For my dog. 
There's not, there's not even many choices for this one. Yeah, I'm going you want to go for a score. prop. I'm going. You did mention score. Fields touchdown at plus 165. If you want to go prop, I with did. It. I I did. I didn't want to go all in on the Bears because we already have a show bet, and I'm actually taking that serious. <laughs> As we just started it, I'm like, oh, I really want to win this bet. Uh, but I do. I did talk up Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz is plus 340 on DraftKings to score a touchdown. Okay. I'll roll the dice. I'll roll the dice. He knows this team. He's going to feel at home playing against the Cowboys. He's going to get that feeling of emotion. And in garbage time, I still have an opportunity to, to cash his bet. So give me Zach Ertz, plus 340, score a touchdown. That's my dog. Over All to right. you. Uh, for me, I think I might actually take two plays in the same game because I can. I'm going to look at that uh, Steelers and Raiders game twice. Okay. My first play is going to be the Raiders team total under. Because the number of <laughs> 22 and a half, 23 and a half, that's insane. They're not, they're not sounds, scoring 23, yeah, 24 points against Pittsburgh. That's not happening. So I'll go with the under on that one. It's a primetime under. You get all the angles, whatever. I'll go with the Raiders under for the team total. And I got Steelers money line. It's Tom one on primetime. We think that even though Pittsburgh, once again, is not a great team, they're still better than the Raiders. I don't think it's close. I think the Raiders are bad. I think they're a bottom six team in the league. I think Pittsburgh's not great, but I think they're closer to 15. Like, I think that there's still a decent amount of spots ahead of the Raiders. I so think bottom two... six was being conservative. It might be. Because them game. and the Broncos so. could really be like two of the worst worst three teams in the league. Like, it they could, could be. actually. It could be them and the Bears. Yeah. It really could. Got the Texans in there. There are some bad teams, but still. Man, I think the Texans are actually better. Man, when the they Texans might be, go beat the Jags Record-wise, they are 0-2. I think Carolina's they worse are. than them right now. With the injuries as well. But that's the point. I, I said six. You get my point. They're easily yeah, a bottom no, no, 10 no. team. They're trash. Yeah. So give me Steelers money line as well. So I'll double dip in the Sunday night game. All right. That Raiders team total is crazy. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah. 22 and a half. North of 20? Come on, man. Yeah, that's pretty insane. I'm not going to lie there. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No. Looking forward to the Thursday night game that's not on TV. So I'm going to have to find a way to watch it. Man. Hey. You better find somebody that got Prime Video like I did. <laughs> I don't even got that joint. I found somebody that got Prime Video, and, I, and it's on my iPad, and I have never taken it off. All right. For the two people that are watching on the YouTube, make sure you like the video on your way out. For anybody else that comes to the YouTube after we are out of here, Streamies is a good place that I go to on game day. I actually do. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Serial's yeah, okay. funny. We're going to we'll name funny. drop. Yeah, you're not streamies. wrong. Okay. Yep. And so uh, if you're coming into the stream, absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure you like the video. And if you're listening to us through your ears on via podcast, wherever that may be, make sure you leave us a review on your podcast app. It's right there. You might as well. Uh, let me see. I saw Serial say something about CJ Watt. There you go. Watt, three and a half tackles and assists. I do like that. I like that play. Scott, we didn't make a underdog lineup. We got to make one real quick. Yeah, we got to do one of those. All right. Let me see. Hold on. Hopefully they have the – maybe they just don't have the late games. But I saw Baker Mayfield up here earlier, so I'm like, they got to have something. There we go. All right, let's see here. Let's throw me out some props to look for. We have no fields. You know that, which is crazy because I definitely wanted to throw fields rushing in there. Garoppolo's throwing one, right? We were in that? Yeah, maybe even a uh, Porter. Porter looked pretty. Porter looks pretty good. All right, 
Jimmy you Garoppolo can argue higher. that he was fortunate that they didn't call that pass interference, but he made the play that mattered. They didn't call yeah. it. So we have Jimmy Garoppolo higher half interception. What's that price at? Well, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's half. Okay, cool. yeah, it's minus one twenty-five. <laughs> do we want to go to a picking pro- kicking prop and take Boswell six kicking points? I don't know if you want to do the, at all on Mon- on a Sunday night though. So I mean, it's low scoring. They I like get the into Cowboys kicker to go over in points. Took five field goals last week. Arizona can't stop anybody. Brandon Aubrey. He doesn't even have a picture, Scott. I, I Are we really going to take like, somebody? I like Aubrey a lot. I actually think he's very good. Scott, he doesn't even have a picture up here. Are we really taking a guy that doesn't have a picture up What's here? What's his field goal number at? One and a half. Guy gets buckets. I don't know what you. I don't know what you want me to tell you, man. All right, we'll take Aubrey. I, I think it's crazy that we're taking a guy that doesn't have a picture. But okay. if you want to take it, then you come up with some alternatives. Uh, I, I don't know. They, they don't have fields rushing, so we can't take that. Uh, let's see. I'm just here. saying, I watched the Cowboys be concerned. It's like the they have the, the entire game last week. They're going to kick. They literally have everybody but Fields. That's kind of crazy to me. Do we just say Roshan? This is the Roshan game. Like, do we just put? Do I put my money? I'm putting my money where my. Why do I just think Kelsey is going to kill Chicago's defense? Are we just overthinking this? I mean, we can't go Kelsey. Kelsey's like, at, Kelsey's going to score, right? Yeah, they got Kelsey at a half rushing and receiving. That is actually very good. That is asshole also rushing, even though he never really does that, but there's still a chance. You know, that chief's yeah. offense can get crazy, but his receiving yards are at 75 and a half too. I mean, do you want to just take Kelsey touchdown? Cause it, it feels like if the chiefs are scoring three touchdowns, he's getting one. Yeah. And even though Kelsey. you're picking the bears to cover, you do think the chief's offense is going to score like at least three touchdowns. Yeah. And one of them is going to Kelsey. Yeah, I agree. Let's go with Kelsey. Okay. So we have, Jimmy Garoppolo, higher half an interception. Travis Kelsey, higher half a rush plus receiving touchdown. And Brandon Aubrey, who doesn't have a picture on underdog, higher. Let's go. Kickers matter. Let's go. Higher one and a half made field goals. I'm just, I, I, if Aubrey is the sole leg that messes this up, it's because he doesn't have a picture on underdog. Is that a pun? If he's the sole leg that messes this up, is that a pun? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> that was funny, Scott. Thank that you. was funny. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Put that in underdog. You get a six to one. Uh, three, the three correct contest pays you six times the money you put into the contest. Make sure you tap into underdog fantasy. Promo code SGPN. And with that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the contest. Just going to end like this. We are out of here.